This is New Life Christian Fellowship's weekly message podcast. You can find us online at newlifepetaluma.org. And now, this week's message. Well, good morning. I am glad you are here. It makes my job a lot more fun. Thank you. My name is Bob, and I'm on the pastoral staff here, along with Michael. And as he uh, already mentioned to you, Ron is in India with Kevin. Kevin is the director of our family and youth ministries and our missions ministries. So they're down there working with our working with the churches down there that we partner with and the orphanages. And so they will be back next week. And so we're looking forward to that. And uh, it's good news. Justin is still here. Michael and I were looking at each other going, okay, who's going to lead worship if he gets that call? So uh, you guys are probably more glad than I am, actually. <laughs> um, and Jack is back. Actually, tonight, Jack Bauer will be back, and so we're, we're happy about that. <laughs> and uh, the Bible tells us that this is the day the Lord has made. We sang that song earlier. This is the day the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. And that's what we want to do this morning. We want to recognize God and enjoy this morning and rejoice in it. And if this is your first time here, I know Michael welcomed you, but I too wanted to say thanks for being here. Um, I hope that you enjoy yourself. I hope that you find that the time here was worthwhile and that you got, uh, got something out of it and that you connected with God. In your programs, um, there are the New Life Notes. So I want to invite all of you, if you would take a moment, if you'd like to, pull out those notes so that you'll have them as we go through the message. There's some verses in there we'll be using. There's some place that you can fill in. And so if you'd pull those out, as we go through this message. Now, last Sunday, we started a new series. We started off a series to kick off the new year. And it was called Time In. And uh, so after church Sunday, I went home and I was reading through the newspaper. I went to my, my favorite part of the paper, right, the comics. And I came across this and I thought, how fitting. See if you can, uh, see if you can relate to this. Were you trying to call a timeout on life? <laughs> yes! It's moving too fast. I need a break. You ever feel that way? I just want to go time out. I need time out from life. Time out from the kids. Time out from the spouse. Time out from work. Time out from the pressures. Time out from the demands. Time out from getting so old. (laughs) How do we stop this? How do we just say stop and get a time out? Well, as we talked about and looked at last week, unfortunately, in life, there are no time outs. By definition, right, life is a time in. It keeps coming at us. Life just keeps coming, and we only get one chance to live each day, and then it's gone. No matter how much we try, there's no way that we can, we can stop it. Can you believe it's been nine years since the new millennium? Nine years, right? Remember the millennium bug? It's going to wipe out all our computers and destroy life as we knew it. Seems kind of like only yesterday. Unless, of course, you're college-aged and you were like 10 at the time. <laughs> but life just kind of keeps coming at us. It keeps going by. It just it keeps drifting away. It's, well, it's, it's, kind of like, it's kind of like this. Like sands through the hour. So are the days of our lives. 
But it's true, right? Just like sand through an hourglass, it disappears. How many of you are Days of Our Life fans? Yeah, nobody admitted it in the first service either. Life keeps moving on. Eight years have come and gone since the new millennium. And let me ask you this. Are you now who you thought you would be? Have you accomplished in your life what you thought you were going to accomplish? Let's, for a moment, forget about the last eight years. What about yesterday? Were you who God created you to be yesterday? Did you live the life that God created you to live yesterday? Now, we usually give you the answers for the fill-ins. This one, I'm going to let you fill in on your own. Let me ask you, if you weren't, may I ask you why? Was it because that you were thinking maybe you were too old, too young, that you're just too tired or you're too busy, that you're too poor, maybe too rich, that you're not equipped, that you don't know enough? Or maybe... Maybe you're just too indecisive or too lazy. Take a watch. What? Oh. Fine. Thank you. No, I wouldn't rather have a chair. I'm quite comfortable right here. I mean, as comfortable as you can be sitting on a fence. How long have I been sitting here? Well, I don't really remember. I do remember being quite young when... Hey, Robbie, you want to toss the ball around? Get ready for Friday? Why? Don't tell us you forgot about practice again. Practice? Baseball practice. Our first game is next week. Come on, we should really practice. I don't, I don't think I can go. Wait a minute, but who's going to play center? You said you'd play. I know what I said, but I can't go. Well, why not? Well... Soccer starts tomorrow. Soccer? You'd rather play soccer than baseball? Well, and, and summer camp is starting. You said you'd be on the team. I know what I said, but I don't think I can do it. Look, are you going to be on the team or not? I might show up. Uh, you'd better. Otherwise, Stephanie's going to have to play again. You both know how that goes. Oh. Yeah, well, I never did show up. I mean, I couldn't. What if I wasn't cut out for baseball? Or what if I was going to be the next World Cup champion? Or even worse, what if I did baseball and I could have been at summer camp meeting the girl of my dreams? Couldn't do it. Too risky. So, I mean, they found somebody else to play with them. Soccer, I ended up third on the waiting list because I waited so long to get signed up. <laughs> and... Uh, Camp was a bomb, too. All the girls were like a foot and a half taller than me. I guess I really sat on the fence that whole summer. I didn't meet the girl of my dreams for much, uh, much later. Hi, Rob! 
Darlene. Wow, what a surprise. I brought all your favorites. Wow, what's the occasion? You don't remember? Oh, it's not one of those anniversary things again, is it? Which one? Darlene, you know I'm not good with numbers. Okay, just guess. Five? Rob, we have been dating for ten years today! Well, well, time, time flies when you're having fun. And I've been thinking. I hate when you do that. We started dating when we were quite young. And you said you needed time to find yourself, and I gave you that. Then you said you needed time to find your career, and I gave you that. Then you said you needed time to find your inner child, and again I complied. But Rob, I'm 32 years old. Time is not stopping. Are you ever going to marry me? Why are we in such a rush? Rush? I mean, marriage is a huge commitment. Is there somebody else? No. Well, I mean, maybe. I mean, how would you maybe? ever... How would you ever know who the right person is you're going to be stuck with for life? Why do you have to complicate things? Listen, buddy. I'm giving you 24 hours to propose to me, and if you don't, we're through. Well, Darlene... Got me on the fence for quite a long time after that. It's terrifying. I mean, to be stuck in a relationship with somebody for life. I date a few other girls, nothing too serious. I've got a motto, play it safe. Like my job, I'll work somewhere for a little while, and when things start to really happen, I get out of there. In church, I try not to go to the same church more than two times in a row because I don't want to get roped into anything I don't want to do. Rob! Tom! How are you doing? Good. What brings you through this neck of the woods? Oh, I pass through here uh, every Wednesday on my way to visit some folks at the nursing home. Every Wednesday? Yeah. The folks, they really count on me coming. And I enjoy it. By the way, didn't I see you at church last Sunday? Yeah, yeah. Have you been coming there long? Oh, yes. That was my second time. Well, great! So you enjoy going to the nursing home? Yeah, I really do. How about you? What do you enjoy? Oh, I enjoy everything. I mean, not one thing in particular, but everything in moderation. Ah, so maybe you'd like to come with me one time. Uh, no, I don't do bingo, and I won't do jello. <laughs> Well, you know, there's lots of different ways to get involved at church. I'm sure. Maybe we could talk about it sometime. Okay. You know, Rob, God may have big plans for you. How big? Bigger than your wildest imagination. For how long? Forever. Well, Tom, hey, it was great seeing you. <laughs> I'm going to have to think about that. You've got a lot of people waiting for you at the okay. home. Well, think about it. I hope yeah. to see you on Sunday. Yeah, God has big plans for me. And he wants to use me forever. Look, I'll send a check every now and again. I'll visit on Christmas, maybe hit Easter. 
but I can't tie myself down. I've got to leave my options open. I'm not getting stuck. Nope, not me. Ironic, isn't it? Actually kind of sad. But also very familiar. Do you know what they say is the biggest indicator of who and where you'll be tomorrow? What's the biggest indicator of who and where you'll be tomorrow? Today. It's today. The choices that we, that we make today will have a direct impact on who we are tomorrow. You know, one of God's favorite words is today. Regardless of our age, regardless of our past, regardless of our abilities, today is the day that will always have the biggest impact in your life. Today is the day that will always have the biggest impact in your life. Yesterday, it's gone. It can't be changed, right? It cannot be relived. It's, it's history. God never moves backwards. Tomorrow. What about tomorrow? Well, tomorrow is a hope. Tomorrow is a destination. Tomorrow is a dream. But it will always be shaped and it will always be dependent on today. You know, as young people, we tend to we tend to procrastinate, right? We tend to put it off. We say, well, I don't want to rush into anything. Not right now. Maybe tomorrow. We defer. As older people, we tend to regret. We tend to play the, the what-if game. If only I had. You know, it seems like all of us, we spend so much time looking forward and backward that we can often miss the opportunities that we have today. No one can go back and start a new beginning. But everyone can start today and make a new ending. It's our first key understanding that none of us can go back and start a new beginning, but every single one of us can start today and make a new ending. We all remember that saying from the 70s, right? Today is the first day of the rest of your life. There's a truth in that. I want to share with you today, um, it's really, it's a simple message. Not necessarily an easy message, but a simple message. And here it is. And here it is. There we go. Start living today the life that God created you to live. Start living today the life that God created you to live. You can start it now. Right here, today. This is Sunday, 
January 11th, 2009. Today is the day that you can start living the life that God has created you to live. Here's our first principle. You're never too old or too young to begin following God's plan in your life. You're never too young, you're never too old to begin living out the life that God created you to live. God said in 2 Corinthians there, it says, today is the day of salvation. Today is the day to make peace with God. Today is the day to stop resisting, to stop sitting on the fence and begin yielding to his love, to begin yielding to his forgiveness, to his grace. Today. Today is the day of salvation. Today is the day to begin letting go of the resentments and the disappointments of yesterday and to begin living out the hopes and the dreams of yesterday and making them the realities of today. God said in Jeremiah 29, 11, he says, I know the plans that I have for you. They are plans for good and not for disaster to give you a future and a hope. See, I believe that we're all born with this innate sense of who God created us to be. It begins to shape us from a, from a very young age. It begins to direct our life as to which way we should go. It forms our hopes and it forms our dreams. And God places it within us so that, will, so that it will shape each one of our, our todays. And those hopes and dreams that shape each one of our todays will bring us closer to him. But along the way, we make some poor choices. We make some bad decisions. We begin to grasp it at shortcuts. We lack the discipline in our life. Or others make some bad decisions that have a direct and great impact on us. And we get waylaid. We get off track. We get stuck. And then our yesterdays, they begin to impose on our todays and they disrupt our hopes and our dreams for tomorrow. But God said, today is the day of salvation. Today is the day to be set free from our yesterdays and to set a new course for our tomorrows. Today is the day to be free. Listen to what God goes on to say in Jeremiah in the next verse. He says, in these days when you pray, today, I will listen. If you look for me wholeheartedly, you will find me. I will be found by you, says the Lord. I will end your captivities to your yesterdays, if you will, and restore your fortunes. I will bring you home again. I will get you back on track to who you were created to be. Today. Today is the day of salvation. You are never too old, you're never too young to start a relationship with Christ. And it's never too early and it's never too late to get back on track to that purpose that God created you for. In Ecclesiastics, in the 12th chapter of Ecclesiastes, 
It was written by a man named Solomon who is said to be one of the wisest men who ever lived. He wrote the book of Proverbs. And he encourages us that when we're young to remember God and to seek God. He tells us to take our lives and to align it with God's and to find God's purpose and God's good plan for our life and then to stick with it. To live the entirety of our life in a relationship of deep intimacy with God. So that we'll know our purpose. But not all of us make that journey. Not all of us stick with that journey. But there's hope. There's good news if we've missed it from the beginning. And that's that we're never too old to begin that relationship. We're never too old to make that commitment. We're never too old to get back on track. It's never too late. Think about the criminal on the cross who was crucified there next to Jesus. Right? Here's a man who obviously had made some bad decisions. Right? His yesterdays were beginning to catch up with him. But yet, yet with his last breath, he calls on Jesus. He calls on God's grace. He calls on God's forgiveness and on God's love. And what does Jesus say? Nope, sorry. Eh, too late. You missed your chance. No. Jesus says yes. Jesus says, I love you. Jesus says, I forgive you. He says, you will fulfill your purpose. Today, you will be with me in paradise. He says to him, today is the day of your salvation. Today and henceforth, every day from here on out, you will be with me. It's never too late to start a relationship with God. Sure, it's better for a a whole lot of different reasons to start sooner as opposed to starting later. But as long as there is today, it's never too late and you're never too old to surrender your life to God. I know what some of you may be thinking. You may be thinking, when is this guy going to be done? (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) I'm sure some of you probably are. But some of the rest of you may be thinking... That sounds good, but I've already done that. And that's great that you've committed your life to Christ, that you've got on track with God. Matter of fact, that is so good that this next point is just for you. We are never too young or too old to receive a special assignment from God. We're never too young and we're never too old to receive a special assignment from God. God. You see, this is not only the day of salvation, this is the day that God wants to put a new or a renewed vision into your life. He wants to unfold his purpose for your life. He wants to show you what his plans for you are today. It says there in Matthew, Jesus says, you are the light of the world, like a city on a hilltop that cannot be hidden. No one lights a lamp and then puts it under a basket. Instead, a lamp is placed on a stand where it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your good deeds shine out for all to see so that everyone will praise your heavenly Father. 
You are the light of the world. The question becomes, where are you going to shine today? Where does God want you to illuminate your light today? What is the special assignment that God has for you right now? Have you ever caught yourself thinking that maybe you're just still a little bit too young to be used by God? Or that you're not quite ready, that you're not fully prepared to to do what God has called you to do? You're thinking, well, I'll probably be ready, but just not quite yet. Maybe, I don't know what, maybe tomorrow, but not today. Too young, too inexperienced, don't know enough. I've put together a short list I want to read to you of people in the Bible. David, King David, was 16 years old when he slew Goliath which might not be as impressive as it sounds because he had already killed a lion and a bear when he was 14 and 15. So, Daniel, right of Daniel and the lion's den fame. He was a teen when he was taken to Babylon in slavery and he so impressed his captors with his maturity and his faith in God that they put him in charge. Jeremiah. Jeremiah started prophesying to kings when he was a teenager. Joseph, who Ron talked about last week, was 17 years old when his brothers threw him in to the pit and sold him into slavery. Let's look at a few of the kings who ruled Israel. Manasseh was 12 when he became king of Israel and he ruled for 55 years. Joseph was 8 when he was the king and ruled for 31 years. Uzziah was 16 and ruled for 22 years. Josiah, 7, and he ruled for 40 years. I didn't even mention any of those who started in their 20s. Who God raised up with a purpose and a plan. What about the New Testament? James and John, the disciples of Jesus, they were teenagers when Jesus called them to follow him. Mark, who wrote the Gospel of Mark. He was a teenager, 17 or 18, when he went on his first missionary trip with Paul and Barnabas. Timothy, who was used mightily in the early church as he partnered with Paul, was a very young man. See, God has a habit of using young people who are open to him. See, most of the significant moves of God that originated in the United States that eventually moved across the country or around the globe, they were started on college campuses by college students. No matter how young or ill-prepared that you feel or that you think you are, are you available to receive from God his special assignment for you? Think of the young boy who handed Jesus five rolls and two fish. Jesus used it to feed thousands. Are you prepared to make yourself and what you have available to God to use today? 
What about the other end of the spectrum? Do you ever find yourself thinking that maybe that you're too old? That maybe you're past your prime, that you've done your part already and kind of moved on, and now it's time for those young folks. It's their turn. God can use them. Maybe feeling like you're just spent, that your time has passed, and I don't know, that your todays are are really your own now. It's never too late to receive a special assignment from God. Different people from a different time, but they had one thing in common. They were open to hearing and responding to God's assignment for their life. Psalm 92 says, Even in old age, they will still produce fruit. They will remain remain vital and green. They will declare, The Lord is just. He is my rock. We're never too young and we're never too old to receive an assignment from God. Here's what I'd like to, um, here's what I'd like to challenge all of us with this morning. It's this. Are you willing today and every today thereafter to make yourself available to God? That's our challenge for today. Are you willing today and every today thereafter to make yourself available to God? Listen to God's heart for you. Hear this scripture. It says, but as they came closer to Jerusalem and Jesus saw the city ahead, he began to weep. How I wish today that you, of all people, would understand the way to peace. I believe that God would say this morning to some of us, today, I want you to know my peace. Because as he sees us struggle in our own strength and as he sees us wandering off the way, he weeps and desires for us to know his peace. Are you willing to start living today and every day the life that God has created you to live? If so, what does that life look like? What is God's purpose for your life? In Deuteronomy, it says, What does the Lord your God require of you? He requires only that you fear the Lord your God and live in a way that pleases Him and love Him and serve Him with all of your heart and soul. He goes on in Micah and he says this. He says, people, the Lord has told you what is good. And this is what he requires of you, to do what is right, to love mercy and to walk humbly with your God. You know, some of us worry so much about what we'll do or will become tomorrow that we forget that we are today. We get so consumed with where we're going to be and what we're going to do in the future 
that we forget that we are today. Listen to this quote. It says, live this day as if it was your last. Remember that you will only find tomorrow on the calendars of fools. Forget yesterday's defeats and ignore the problems of tomorrow. This is it. Today, all you have, make it the best day of your year. The saddest words you can ever utter are, if I had my life to live over again. Take the baton now, run with it. This is your day. Beginning today, treat everyone you meet, friend or foe, loved one or stranger, as if they were going to be dead at midnight. Extend to each person, no matter how trivial the contact, all the care and kindness and understanding and love that you can muster and do it with no thought of reward in return. Your life will never be the same again. In Deuteronomy 30, it says this is the key to life. I've put the reference there so you can look at it later, but I want to read it to you. This was something that Moses spoke to the people as God was bringing them into the promised land, as they were prepared to go in and fulfill the purpose that God had for them. And I believe the message that Moses spoke, that God spoke through Moses on that day, is the same message God wants to speak to us today. So if you would listen. It says, This command I am giving you today is not too difficult for you to understand. And it's not beyond your reach. It's not kept in heaven so distant that you must ask who will go up into heaven and bring it down so we can hear it and obey. It's not kept beyond the sea so far away that you must ask who will cross the sea and bring it to us so that we can hear it and obey. No, the message is very close at hand. It is on your lips and it's in your heart so that you can obey it. Now listen, today I am giving you a choice between life and death, between prosperity and disaster. For I command you this day to love the Lord your God and to keep his commandments, decrees, and regulations by walking in his ways. If you do this, you will live and multiply, and the Lord your God will bless you and the land that you are about to enter and occupy. But if your heart turns away and you refuse to listen, And if you are drawn away to serve and worship other gods, then I warn you now that you will certainly be destroyed. Today, I have given you the choice between life and death, between blessing and curses. Now I call on heaven and earth to witness the choice that you make. Oh, that you would choose life so that you and your descendants might live. You can make this choice by loving the Lord your God, obeying Him, and committing yourself firmly to Him. This is the key to your life. Today is the day of salvation. Jesus said, I am the gate. Those who come in through me will be saved. They will come and go freely and they will find good pastures. The thief's purpose is to steal and to kill and destroy. But my purpose is to give them a rich, satisfying life. I am the good shepherd. 
finally in Joel, God just says, return to the Lord your God. For he is merciful and compassionate, slow to get angry and filled with unfailing love. He is eager to forgive and not to punish. I believe some of us need to hear that message today. That God is compassionate. He is slow to anger. He is eager to forgive us. He does not desire to punish, but he wants to restore and to heal and to make whole. Today is the day of salvation. Today is the day to open up your life to Christ, to receive his grace, to receive his mission, and to receive his purpose for your life. And it all comes because of what Christ accomplished on the cross. And it's available to you today. It's available to you today for the asking. Will you pray with me? Father, I thank you for so great a love that would take these lives, God, that we have so often made a mess. And God, that you would freely receive us because of your sacrifice for us. God, this day, would you make it the day of our salvation? God, would this day be the day that we turn our lives over to you? God, would this be the day that you would impart to us your vision and your purpose for our life? And God, may we live today fulfilling the mission that you created us to fulfill. God, this is the day that you have made and we choose to rejoice. We choose to be glad in it as we walk with you. God, we choose to celebrate the life that you have given us this day. We hope you enjoyed this week's message. You can find more information about New Life, including contact information at newlifepetaluma.org. Thanks for listening.